All right, we're seeing Jesus in every book of the Bible, and, and we are going forward. So, last time, what book of the Bible did we look at last time? Joshua. Joshua. And that was book number what? Six, yes. It was book number six. After the Pentateuch, right? Amen. And who can, who can tell me one thing that we, just, we found out as we looked and surveyed the book of Joshua last time? Joshua was a little bit more aggressive. More aggressive than who? Moses. Than Moses, yes, he was. Okay, what else? Anything else you remember? From the book of Joshua. He was obedient. He was obedient. Very good, he was obedient. And in the book of Joshua, how do we see Jesus portrayed or represented? What kind of sign do we see of Jesus in the book of Joshua? The cord, okay, the red cord, right? Mm-hmm. And who put a red cord out their window? Rahab. Rahab. And by doing that, what happened to her house? It was saved. Correct? Amen. Like our house, like our personal house is saved when we confess Jesus as Lord and his blood covers our house. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. So we saw Jesus represented in who Joshua was as a person, correct? Because what does his name mean? It was, it was the name, it's the Hebrew term for Jesus. Jesus. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. We pronounce it as Joshua, but it has more than one pronunciation. Okay. And as somebody just said, uh, in the Hebrew language, it's sometimes pronounced as Yeshua. Amen. And so we saw that last time when we were looking at uh, the book of Joshua. And the prime scripture in, that, in the book of Joshua that we zeroed in on was Joshua 1.8, which says this book, what, what's the rest of it? This book of the law. So the book of Joshua was, was a re repeating of the law that was given to the nation of Israel. Amen. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein every now and then. Not every now and then, day and night, right? And so we saw that as we studied the book of uh, Joshua, okay? And Joshua was the one that led led the nation into the promised land. Correct? Who remembers that? And he was told over and over again by the Lord, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be not dismayed, for I am with thee wherever thou goest. Right? So, so tonight we're going to look at the next book of the Bible, which comes after Joshua, and it's called Judges. It's called Judges. And you we remember from the book of Joshua what was happening in that time period. Does anybody remember? They were going into the promised land, right? 
And when they went into the promised land, what did they have to do? They had to fight. They had to fight. Does anybody remember why they had to fight? Because there were other people in the land when they got there, right? And, 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 what, and so it took them some time to get into that land. They didn't get there when they were supposed to. How late were they on arrival? They were 40 years late. They were 40 years late on arrival. So in that time, other people took up residence there. And so now they have to fight. Um, and the Lord gave them, and so, so now since they didn't obey the Lord, now they got to fight, correct? And so, and so when they got there, Mo, Joshua started partitioning off the land. To whom? To the tribes, right? And gave everybody their region, everybody their territory, everybody their area, and they, their areas were comprised of acres, right? Not, not a block, not a lot, not a plot, but acres. Okay, so that, so that they could build towns, so they could build cities for their tribal people. But the land was already inhabited by other people. Who were the other people who were there? What were they called? The Canaanites. They were called the Canaanites. Now let me clarify the Canaanites for you. Because when you're reading uh, some of these passages uh, in the Old Testament, there's, it's talking about them taking the, the land of Canaan and there were Canaanite peoples there. But everybody who was in, the, who was in that territory, they had, they had a subtitle, okay? So the Canaanites were like the broad name for everybody who was taking up the land, okay? But within that land, they, were, they had subtitles, like Perizzites. Hittites, okay, and so Jebusites, okay, and so all of these different groups were inhabiting the land, and they had their different territories, and every one of them had somebody who was known as their king. Their what? Their king. Now, so when you think of a king, what do you think of? The president. What else do you think of? Hmm? A leader. Okay, and when you, see, when you think of a king, what else do you think of, what, what else do you think? Royalty, okay, what else do you think when you think king? Hmm? Order, yes, okay, when you think of king, who, who's, a, who's a modern day king that you might think of that maybe Prince Charles, right? They're getting ready to have a big to-do over there. So now it's all in the news about that particular prince who's about who, when his mama passes, he's going to be the king, okay? So when you think of the king over this area and that area, you might think of uh, uh, British royalty, like, right? Well, back then, it, it didn't like that. The person could be labeled the king, um, but they didn't have a castle. They didn't have knights in shining armor. They might have had a tent. And everybody in their kingdom had a tent. Okay? And so, and so it wasn't, uh, but, but these were strong people. If you were the king, the leader 
think leader more than royalty when you think, you know, they got to be all draped in robes and, and finery and all this kind of stuff. Um, because they, most of the people who lived in that territory were nomadic peoples. They were moving about and they didn't have a permanent residence all the time. Okay? So think leaders so that you have a better understanding that of these people, and I think that, that you need to understand that they were warrior people, okay? Because when they move into a territory, uh, and as Israel is moving into the territory, now fighting is coming into play. Because some of these leaders had created their own armies. So it would be like Durham had an army and Raleigh had an army. Okay, it's not like the United States of America got one army. It would be like every, every, every tribe, every people group had their own army to protect their stuff, protect their area, etc. Okay, so now is the children of Israel are moving into the promised land and now they're having to fight all these kings and all these people who are in these territories, and it, which was promised to them. So it's like, it's yours, but you're going to have to go fight for it. You're going to have to take it. And if somebody is there and they thought that, that, it, that it didn't belong to anybody, and they say, well, what, what's their response going to be? Oh, excuse me, I'll move. <laughs> no, their posture is, well, it's mine. Okay? And so they had to fight all these kings to take their territory that was promised to them by God. Why was the Lord driving these people out? Because the land belonged to the children of Israel. And why else? They were evil. They were not, God, they were not God's people. And they didn't live like God's people. And, and whether you're God's people or not, is God down with you living evil and ugly? No matter who you are, right? And so th their, their, their iniquity came up to the Lord. It's like, I got to do something about this because they just, their, their thought, as the words, is evil continually. You don't know nobody like that, right? You don't know no country where people function like that, do you? Yeah. Evil continually. And so they had to be moved out. They had to be moved on. Okay? And so now Joshua's partitioning it all off to the children of Israel and every tribe, nine and a half of them, got their own territory. Okay? And, um, but one tribe didn't get their own territory. They, they had cities set aside for them, and that was the tribe of Judah. They, they had stuff set aside for them. They didn't have to go take, they, they was like, this is yours right here. Anybody here is for you. Everybody else, uh, there's yours. Go, go get it. Now, the instruction for going to get it was, when you go there, clean house. The instruction was what? Clean house. When you go into that territory, clean house, meaning whoever's in there, drive them all out. How many of them? Drive them all out. Had they done that, it would have been better for them. But they didn't do that. They, they, they moved in, and it was like, okay, uh, uh, we, we, we own these 5,000 acres, um, and, and we can only take up two, and, and we know some more, some, 
some of these foreign people are, are in the other territory, but, but uh, we're not going to mess with them. They're not messing with us, so we're not going to mess with them, and it, it'll be all good. It, it won't be no problem. It, I mean, but when we read the word, we see it was a problem because the Lord told them to do what? Clean house. Clean house. Don't leave nobody. Get them all out. Like if the Lord told you, okay, where you're living, on the street where you're living, the whole street is yours. All you got to do, and so you live there, and your neighbor, you got to get your neighbors out. Evict them. Buy their, buy their property. Do whatever you got to do. Get them out. And the reason why the Lord was instructing them that is because those people were so evil, so wicked, so hateful, he did not want his people contaminated. So when they moved into their various territories, some of them drove everybody out. Most of them did not. They were like, we good. We're just trying to get settled here. And, 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 and we've been here for a while now. And they, they ain't bothering us. So, so we're we not going to bother them. But what happened in the interim was they started moving closer the, the, the negative people, the, the evil, start moving closer and closer to the children of Israel. And as that happened, the children of Israel started saying, well, you know, they don't look bad. They, you know, they, they, probably, they probably not going to bother. We ain't going to bother them. They ain't going to bother us. Then, then, then they started seeing their women, and they're like, oh, that girl, she look good. You know what I'm saying? She, you know, uh, uh, we can convert her. We can convert him. And then they began to intermingle with the people that the Lord told them, leading people alone, get them out. And as they began to intermingle, not just only personally, then they began to take on their behaviors, their characteristics, and their religion and their worship. You think the Lord was down with that? He was not. But that's what began to happen. And so they're in the land. They're set, they, they've been, it's all been partitioned off. And uh, the partitioning of the land, the promised land, took how long? Anybody remember? According to Bible stories, it took about seven years for them to partition. Partition the land off for Joshua to get everybody in the place where they were supposed to be. At the end of that time, guess what happened to Joshua? He died. How old was Joshua when he died? A hundred and twenty. Yes, he was a hundred and twenty when he died. So, now Joshua's gone. Okay? Moses is gone. Joshua is gone. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they all gone. And now Joshua is gone. And now they're in the promised land. So who's leading now? Hmm? Nobody's leading now. And now everybody's been, been spread out. They've been spread out all over the promised land, which is basically all over the Middle East. Everything that's like 
east of is where Jerusalem is now. All of that. They were spread out. Now, now they're spread out. Before they traveled together, they moved together. Now they're all spread out by tribes, separated by miles, 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 miles and miles and miles apart. And they're spread out. And who's leading? They don't have a king. No, they don't have a king. So, so when they were separated, they were given the they were given an instruction. When they given instructions before Joshua died, did they get instruction before Joshua died? Yes, yes, they did. Right, because Joshua was rehearsing with them the law, the law, the law. The, this is how y'all supposed to function. So, did they know how they were supposed to function? Yes, but when they got spread out into their regional territories in the promised land, guess what happened? They didn't have no leader, right? They didn't have a leader. So now here they are in their various territories and they don't have a leader. So let's, let's turn in our Bibles and look at Josh, uh, Judges chapter 2. Okay, because now they don't have Joshua, and, and now they're all spread out, and now they got to figure it out for themselves. They got to what? Figure it out for themselves. The seven years while the land was being all divided, Joshua was in place, okay? He was there to crack the whip and say, it's... It's uh, the Sabbath day, everybody come on and worship. Now Joshua's not there telling them, come on and worship. Now Joshua's not there judging uh, and giving the word, reminding them what the word is. Now they're on their own. So let's see what summarizes how they are now, okay? So Judges chapter 2, are you there? And verse 7. And it says, And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord that he did for Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died being 110 years old. I'm sorry, I said 20, didn't I? It's 10, okay? It's, it's 110. Say, I received that. Amen. Receive it, okay? 110 years old. So they served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua. What does that mean? The people that were living all of Joshua's lifetime, some of them lived to be older than 110. Okay? Are you understanding? So the people served the Lord for that period of time. All right? So now... Um, Verse 10, same chapter, Judges 2 and 10. Are you there? It says, and also all that generation, and also all that generation were gathered unto their fathers. What does that mean? They were gathered to their fathers. What does that mean? That means they died. How many knew that? Okay, very good, Bible scholars, very good. When you see something that you don't, like, what does that mean? Find out what it means. So you have clarity. So all of them were gathered unto their fathers, meaning they died. 
and there arose another, say another, another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. Who are these people that know not the Lord? The Israelites, the sons and the daughters, the grandsons and the daughters of all the people in Joshua's generation. All their kids, their grandkids, their great-grandkids, their great-great-grandkids knew not the Lord nor yet the works which he had done. How come his, their kids and grandkids don't know the Lord? Because they ain't teach them. Exactly. They don't know the Lord because they, had, they weren't teaching them like they would have been instructed. Had they been told one time, train your children. Had they been told two times, train your children. Had they been told a thousand times, train your children. Had the children come up in the wilderness, do they know why they were in the wilderness? <clears throat> you would think, right? But the word says, <clears throat> here they are now, Joshua's gone, and they know not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done. <coughs> Excuse me. For the children of Israel, okay? So they don't have a leader. They don't know the Lord. Are they in trouble? And, and they're letting the enemies live next door down the street, around the corner, didn't drive them out. Drop down to verse 16. Same chapter, 2.16. Judges 2.16 says, Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges, which delivered them out of the hand of those that spoiled them. Nevertheless, the Lord raised up what? What? Judges, which delivered them out of the hand of those that spoiled them. What did that mean, those that spoiled them? Corrupted them. Corrupted them. Nevertheless, what comes after nevertheless? In that verse. The Lord. Nevertheless, the Lord. Nevertheless, who? The Lord. Even though they, they don't even know the Lord no more. They don't move far. They are in what kind of condition? Backslidden condition. But nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges. And Pastor is saying, and there we see the grace. Of God they did nothing they did nothing to earn a judge they didn't deserve a judge but they got one okay now when we think of judges we think of somebody in the courtroom right wearing a robe right <clears throat> don't want to see the judge right unless we're in the right glory to God okay um, and he's raising up judges. But the judges were not ones like in the court. They were raised up to be leaders to get them out of their messes. Most of the time they were military leaders, patriotic people who loved the nation of Israel, who could hear from God, 
and could encourage them to worship, serve the Lord, love the Lord, live righteously. And this book is about all of those people and what the nation of Israel was doing when they had judges, okay? So most of the time when a judge rose up, it was because something had jumped off. So judges were being raised when something jumped off and everybody went, what are we going to do? I don't know what we're going to do. How are we going to fight? How can we win? And the Lord would raise up somebody to help them out. <clears throat> so now we got a loose confederation of the tribes of, of Israel. And when something jumped off and somebody came against them, the Lord would raise up somebody and that person was called a judge. Does anybody know how many judges had to be raised up for them? Because they had a period of many, many years where, they, where judges came to their rescue and they'd be all right for a minute. Another judge come to their rescue and they'd be all right for a period of time and then they start going backwards, intermarrying with, with non-Jewish people, non-people of God, and becoming wicked and evil themselves. So does anybody know how many judges they ended up having to have? 16. And do you, know, do you know what period of time it was that they were ruled and helped by the judges? It was a long time. Guess how long? 490 years. 490 years, they, they ended up having, uh, uh, what I tell you, 16 different judges. Some people were judges for a long time, some people were for a short time. Some people were judges, were, were righteous judges, some people not so much. Whoever heard it, not so much. Okay, it's just like, it's just like leaders we have. Okay, some stay in office a little while, some stay a long time, some are righteous, some not so much. We got a mixed bag. That's not new. Okay? So they, they were military commanders, <clears throat> patriotic leaders, amen, to help throw off tyranny or oppressors. Okay? This whole period of time, how many years did we say? 490 years. And in the Bible, uh, it says that this period of time uh, were days of moral and spiritual chaos. Why would it, why would it be days of really cent years, centuries of uh, moral and spiritual chaos? They didn't know the Lord. And when they would be reminded of the Lord, would they stick with him? Uh, no, <laughs> they would not stick with him. They kept going backwards. They, they do good for a minute, and then uh, they go backwards. Now, doing good for a minute might be 20 years, and then for the next 50, they'd be off the, tra they'd be, they'd be off the, tra off the train, okay? And so uh, there were 16 judges. Do you know the, na can you re do you know the name of one person that, that was one of the judges? Hmm? Deborah. Very good. Deborah. Yes. Deborah was a gangster girl. I mean, she had to be a gangster girl because that was a male-dominated society. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, when Deborah came up, she was like, time's up. <laughs> time's up. Okay? And she was a prophetess. And she had prophesied uh, that the person who was king over one of the Canaanite tribes at that time, that she prophesied that a woman was going was to take his head off. And it did happen. It did happen. Deborah was one of the judges. Do you know another one of the judges? Samson was one of the judges. Who knows the story of Samson? Strong and mighty. Okay. All right. And uh, so some, who can name me one more, at least one more, start with a G. Give you a hint. Gideon. Yes. Okay, now let me tell you some of the other ones that, you, that we seldom hear about. Uh, the first one's name was Othniel, or Othniel, and he was kin to Joshua. You think he did a pretty good job since he was kin to Joshua? Yes, he was judged for 40 years. Okay, then there was one called uh, Ahud or Ehud, he was the judge for 80 years. Then there was one named Shamgar. See, you ain't never heard these, have you? you be, this is what you be reading in the Bible, you, how you pronounce that name, here they are, right? Shamgar was a judge for 10 years. Deborah was a judge for 40 years. It's a bad girl. I like her. Gideon was a judge for 40 years. How many know about the story of Gideon? We ain't got time to go into all that tonight, but he need fleeces and stuff, right? Because he was terrified, okay? But the Lord helped him, amen? Uh, then there was one named Tola, who was a judge for 23 years. One named Jair, 22 years. Here's one you've heard before, Jephthah. Who's heard of Jephthah? Okay, and, and Jephthah, you know, he said, well, anybody come in or go out, they got to die. And the people who came in and went out, they was his daughters. And instead of saying, oh, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, and reversed that statement so his daughters could live, he's like, okay, I said it, oh well. Was he very bright? Uh, no. Isban was a judge for eight years. There was a judge with this name. Y'all gonna, gonna know this word right here, Elon. Y'all know that word? Huh? Y'all know that, North Carolina people know that word, Elon? Did you know he was a judge of Israel? Say no. <laughs> Me neither, till I study. 10 years. Abdon was a judge for seven years. And somebody already mentioned S Samson, who was a judge for 22 years. And these were the ones, these are the judges that were mentioned in the book of Judges. But there were four more that are not mentioned in the book of Judges. One of them was, you're going to know this one, Eli. Okay? And this one you're going to know real well, Samuel. Awesome. Joel was a judge. And then Abijah. All of these were the judges during what period of time? How many years? 490 years. And the judges um, tell of seven cycles of the same thing. 
And the cycles were that Israel would forget its loyalty to God. Uh, Israel would worship the gods of the Canaanite, their Canaanite neighbors. They would leave God and incur his chastening. They would leave God and worship somebody else, Baal and whoever. They would run off with, with the Canaanite women. They would, do the, they would do the religious practices of the pagan people around them. They would take up with prostitutes, temple prostitutes, because some of their religious practices were, had a sexual act part to it. Can you imagine? Yes. Oh, yes. So, so they got involved in all of that. They would leave God and incur his chastening. They would cry out to God for help. And then the Lord would raise up a judge to deliver them. The judge would get them delivered. Then the judge would die. And then they would hit the buttons, repeat. And the same thing would happen all over again. They would forget, Israel would forget its loyalty to God. They would worship the gods of the Canaanite neighbors. Uh, uh, they would leave God and incur chastisement. Then they would cry out to God for help, and a judge would be raised up to deliver them. He would they would get deliverance. The judge would die, pass off the scene, and hit the button, repeat. That happened seven times during the time of the judges. Okay. So, they was having issues, correct? Yes. They were having mad, mad issues. Let's look at Judges chapter 21. We're going to stop in a minute. Judges chapter 21. Do you suppose all of these judges were all righteous people? No. Some were, some weren't. Okay, where would I tell you to go? Judges 21 and verse 25. Are you there? Because this sums up the period of the judges. Are you there? Okay, let's read it together. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. So, that was not a good time, was it? Does it sound like any time you know anything about? Does it sound like now? Somebody said right now, okay? So, so, Let's look at a couple more things where we can see Jesus in the book of Judges. So go back to the beginning of the book, to chapter 2. 
Judges chapter 2. In verse 1, are you there? Okay, ready, let's read. And an angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Bochum and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt and have brought you unto the land which I swear unto your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. What does that sound like? Sounds like Jesus, doesn't it? Sounds like Jesus, doesn't it? Okay? And you know what? It's the same message delivered to Joshua before entering the promised land. What are we seeing here? When the Lord makes promise, does he change his mind? He does not change his mind. He keeps his promise. He keeps his word. And by keeping his word, he's demonstrating what? His, his love and what else? His grace, yes. His faithfulness. Is that Jesus? Yes. yes. And some Bible scholars say that when, when this word is being spoken and the angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal and said, some Bible scholars say that was Jesus speaking to them. I will never break my covenant with you. I will, meaning what, I will always be faithful to you. In every deliverer, meaning every judge that was raised up for everyone who turned to him. Every time a deliverer was raised up, that was representative of who being raised up? Jesus. Because when the deliverer was raised up, did they, had they earned a deliverer? Did they deserve a deliverer? Were they all right? No. They were toe up from the floor up. They were jacked up. But when they got in trouble, who came to their rescue? Amen. God came to their rescue. Amen. And in here, we see the same Jesus. We see the precursor of the coming of the Lord in our generation to bring salvation to us. Were his people, the Israelites, in this time frame, were they different from us? No, they were not. So, 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 but, but how could we not be different? Did they have what we have? Were they blessed the way we're blessed? Did they have electric? <laughs> Gas? Air condition? Buses? Trains? Planes? Trucks? Barbecue? Barbecue? Ice cream? Cheesecake? 
They didn't have none of that. Did the Lord, is the Lord asking something different from us than he asked from them? No. Do we see the cycle that they were in for 490 years now? Absolutely. Were they hearing the word preached every week? No, they were not. Did they have a podcast they could listen to? Huh? Did they have Facebook Live? Thank you, Facebook family. Did they have Facebook Live? No. And yet, the Lord said, my, I will not break my promise to you. And that promise hasn't been broken yet. No. He's still gracing us. Isn't he gracing us? He's still delivering us. Anybody ever needed deliverance in this age? Anybody ever need saving in this age? What did he say? My promise will I not break. He said, I am the same. When? Yesterday, today, forever. Are we grateful? Are we thankful? And even after we receive Jesus as Savior, do we still need saving sometimes? Do we still need deliverance sometimes? If you need it right now, is it available? It's available right now if you need it. If you say, Lord, I'm in, I'm in, a, I'm in a tight place and I need help, will he do it? Yes, he will. Why? Because he doesn't break his promise. And he, said, and he said, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Amen? Amen? So if you, need, if you need deliverance tonight, receive it. Say, Lord, I receive deliverance that I need tonight. I need help. I, I receive your help that I need tonight. I, I need grace. I receive your grace tonight. Is there condemnation in Jesus? There is none. That's what everlasting love is all about. No condemnation. No condemnation. Arms open, heart open, hands open. Amen? So whatever we have need of tonight, is it available? It's available. Will we receive it? Amen? And will we remember the blessing of Jesus being available to us all the time. Amen. So if we have need tonight and we say, Lord, I have need tonight, I can release it to you. I'm crying out to you. Deliver me. Will he do it? Who can receive it? I can receive it. Amen. To God be the glory, the glory, the glory. Hallelujah. You get something out of this word tonight? Good word. Good word. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.